0: Yo world, what's going on? It's your boy DJ Sam G. And Babash on that That's right, that's right We here once again at another podcast It's the Networking Kings With Nigerian brothers coming together to talk to you about the world of networking business and entertainment That's right, that's right We got a special guest in the building, Mr. None Other Than Himself Mr. Earl Little That's right, that's, <sighs> right, that's right, that's right We gonna drop some applause oh, right yeah, here oh, Cause yeah, we got yeah. the real authentic Earl Little in the building, man how you doing? How you doing, sir? I'm
1: doing pretty
2: good, man. Thank you for having me.
0: Nah, man. We appreciate it, man. We appreciate yeah. it. It's always a blessing to have a legend in our midst. You know definitely, what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. So um, we here to talk about you, man, and your world, man. What's going on? What's new? Nothing much. It's been
2: the same guy that I've
0: always been. The same guy. He'll tell you I
2: haven't changed. He met me in 2010, what, 10, right?
1: 2010.
2: Same real guy. Authentic. No fakeness. Just straight up real dude. Real brother. You know, just keep it 100.
0: Cool, 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 cool. So you're at the U right now. No, I mean I'm he's, not, at I'm the, he's at, at the, the FIU. U. Yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> FIU. <laughs> forever <laughs> after <laughs> you, right? Yeah. I, bleed,
2: I bleed orange and green, and thank you for representing. That yeah, hat. yeah,
0: I got, I got, I got the hat on today, man. I know who was coming in the building, you know, so I had to represent for the U. I got the UM hat on, yeah. you know, but yeah, you're at FIU. Yeah, right yeah, now. I'm coaching. i um, just got hired uh, by my former coach that coached
2: me my junior, senior year at University of Miami, um, Coach Bush, Bush Davis. Okay, and he also coached me my last. Four years when I was in Cleveland, I played nine years in the league, and my played six of my nine years in Cleveland, and he was my coach for my, uh, for my last four years in Cleveland. So we back together, just getting out there, I want to get these boys right. It's going to right. be a lot of work, but if anybody can turn the program around, it's Butch, and he put, he put together a great, great coaching staff, and with sure. some
1: local legends as well. Definitely, man. definitely. Okay. I'm, I'm excited about that, because I'm yeah. an FIU alum. That's okay. where I played, so um, I'm looking oh, wow. forward to oh, okay. getting yeah. going back to the what? games Cam. and Cam. having fun. Cam. Cam. And <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah.
0: Cap, you played when the, the team just got started, right? Yeah, I believe. Um, the, where they had a full, what what was it? It was like the first or second year where they got started.
1: No, it was I played the the first season. I didn't play there. I played against them actually, their very first season. Okay, I went to Saint Peter's College. Then I transferred there. And I played the last three years with them.
0: But did they ever play against real teams or they just yes, played like, they against did. each other? Yes, they did. We actually played
1: against <laughs> Texas Tech. Wow! Oh, Sam. <laughs> we played against Kansas State. <laughs>
0: I thought y'all just played colors. We played like, UM the year
1: after that, like yeah. Oh. we
0: played real teams. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, on, I, ne- I never knew that they- Kev played. I, I never. No, I knew Kev played. I play. never knew. Oh, I knew Kev wow. played football. Yeah. This wow. guy. Where have you wow. been? Yeah. I knew, hey, I, knew, hey. I knew we played football, but I just didn't know they played for real teams. I thought it was like colors. Like this week we played against the. No, offense but and in and the, and the like
1: beginning, that. the first year they did do that. We did have a practice year. They okay. A practice year. And we okay. just
0: practiced against each other. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay, so that's what you guys meant.
1: No, I actually met Earl coaching in 2010 at Cooper City High School. Okay. He was a defensive coordinator and I was lucky enough to be brought on the staff to be his defensive line coach and we we're great friends since then. I've been at but three, four schools yeah, together, we've been coaching and now together then, since I'm, then I'm oh, that's I'm, awesome. I'm glad to see him go and move on to the next level would be at my alma mater yeah, of yeah, all I'm places. The that's best. Awesome. So we forever connected, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah strong. Siamese twin. They finally gave us an op- operation exactly. and we exactly. separated. Oh, that's so, awesome. But we still together. We brother, but, but real talk. All just, we gonna be brothers forever, man. That's what's up. That's It's very seldom that you have. Uh, you meet people that are genuine people that okay. cares about other people, and uh and, and definitely in the business that we're in, coaching and dealing with um, young young brothers. You know, white, black, Hispanic, Jewish, Muslim. You know, Don't Christian. It doesn't matter. But just to know somebody that's like that, those, those type of people that I want in my life. You know, if you're not if you're not trying to like like Dion Sanders said, if you're not trying to multiply my life, right. And if you're trying to subtract. You gotta go, right? He's now. a guy. That it's a multiplication right here. So, oh, that's so yeah, good. Does. That's good. That's, that's what FIU oh. do for you. Man. Oh. <laughs> I hear that, man. That's,
0: I'm, I've never heard good words spoken about Kev, man. That's I'm good. A, I'm his family. I'm I never seen. <laughs> <laughs> of course, your family always remember <laughs> all say, the bad days. Yeah, you, yeah you know. Listen, when we was growing up, man. Like I played, uh, man. It was always I was a team captain. He was a team captain. Everybody wanted me because I was fat. So they knew, <laughs> you know, you playing in the streets. You they, you they jumping on you. You keep on running. Right, like, you ain't right. getting pulled down. But, you know, kept me and Kev was always the opposite. Because he was always, you know, the same Kev, man. Same Kev. But I now, was always the sucked, best man. athlete. Uh-oh. So I had to be on the
1: team that could, the one guy that could tackle the big guy. Every Everybody so wanted that to be, was on, me. be on Kev's team. <laughs> I'm
0: surprised, man. Because I uh, never knew that he played. Yeah. Oh. So, so you just finding out tonight. Yeah, tonight. Dude, that's crazy. I, I
1: don't know where Sean's been. That's crazy. I've been oh. coaching, the play. Yeah, yeah, jumping. yeah. I, oh. I remember oh, those games. That's why man. you
0: turned to vegan? I remember, man. Yeah. You, uh, are you a vegan? No, well? he's not. No. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, I thought
2: about it at one point, but I, I, I can't do that. Man. All right, all right. You, you know, not for vegan, everybody. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. I know He, he was okay. there
1: when I made the switch. Oh.
2: In okay. the beginning of the season. Okay. Yeah. More power to him. <laughs> okay. All right. Appreciate it. I mean, as long as we can. I gotta have my Italian food, my Asian food. I gotta have my, all my West, my. Best indie food, yeah, you know my yeah. soul food, but I, but at the same time, I eat pretty good though. Man. But I gotta have my oxtails from oh. uh, from Golden what, the Golden Crush, yep. or yeah, oh, yeah. Whatever the restaurant. Yeah. Yep. So I, you know that's the great thing about being in South Florida, man. We have all different cultures, exactly. You know, and, and you can go out there, you can get good flavors, good mm-hmm. food everywhere, man. And uh, like a lot of people, there's no disrespect to New York, you right? Know, we know that's that's the big apple. That's they that never sleep. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what all the money is. Quamp, quamp. But you know, um <laughs> but. You know they have different cultures up there, but I like our cultures down here. You know, yeah, like yeah. I said, we got the West Indies. You know, we got South and Central Central America. You got like they say Miami is like like the fifth borough of New York. Right, a lot yeah, of New Yorkers, right, right. New Yorkers or, come down, yeah, come yeah, down yeah. here. So, but it's just a lot of flavor down here. You know, and I've been all over the United States. I mean, from L.A. to Hawaii, back and forth across the nation. Here, there's nothing like, like like Miami to me. Yeah, I just came back from New York. You know, my son and I. We went up there for our birthday weekend and watched the Triple G. I'm a huge boxing fan. Okay. Watched the Triple G and the Danny Jacobs fight, and um – him to the madison square garden that was his first time there that's all right you know, we took him to fat joe uh big ups to uh to uh, to um rich, rich and joe. fat joe yeah yeah rich, yeah, you know, yeah. Big Ritchie. Ritchie. yeah, yeah. And if y'all in new york city go uh, i think it's uptown if i'm not mistaken yeah go to up north fat joe and richie clothing store so uh, they took care of me when i while i was out there and shout out to everybody up in new york that took care of me in the store so my son cost me about 700 dollars wow. on some b there boys club clothes and <laughs> Whatever. But you know it's my boy, not, man, so really friend, yeah. her, man, so i got to take care of him, man. So yeah, but but shout out to um the fat Joe and uh, Rich. But you know, uh, you know, New York, it was it was cool. And I've been up there a lot, you yeah. know, I've
0: been up there for a few fights. But uh it, I just love South Florida, you know, it's just my home. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being raised in South Florida, you played at what what high school did you played at? North
2: Miami Senior High.
0: North Miami, Seattle. Swamp right? Dog. The
2: original, the original I ain't Swamp Dog. Skip over that.
1: You know, in the legend re- in, in,
2: in yeah. South Florida. Yeah. Wow. Legend. Swamp you Dogs. Know, I, I told my son last night, I was telling him, I was like, you know, cause I, I had to check him last night. I had to get up in his chest a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I was just letting him know because he, he's a baller. You know, he's a baller. Uh, but I had to uh, just let him know, you know, sometimes he, 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 it's fun to him. It should be fun. You know, he's out there having fun. Sometimes he'd be smiling while he covering dudes. You know, like it's easy for him, I guess. But I told him, I said, man, you got to have that dog in you. I said, man, I said, listen, I said, I could show you an article right now where out of all the great players that came out of Dade County, and it's not me just bigging myself. This is me letting my son know how gangster his his dad was, was on the football field when he was in yeah. high school. And there was an article they said they have never, ever seen a free safety dominate and change a game the way I played when I was in high school. Right. And, I, and that's like that's like – all the guys that played prior to me in high school, which was a lot six. of great guys for 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 a legend writer, the guy named Mike Phillips, he used to write high school sports down here. I think he write for the Texas Rangers now. Mm-hmm. For him to write that article, you know, about me when I was young, and I was like, and it didn't really, I didn't really know what was going on until I realized, like, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm a 17, 18 year old kid. And I'm like, yeah. wow, you talking about me like that? So when I first got into coaching, I'm coaching yeah. at Central. My second year coaching at Central was 2008. He was on. He came down and he did a. You know, he was still working in Texas, but he came down. No, actually, he was working for the. He was working for the Marlins. He was writing for the Marlins then, and I, and I told the kids, I said, "Watch this." Yeah, of course you wasn't that good in high school. <laughs> so I went and got Mike Phillips. He was on the sideline. We was playing high highlier at Milanda Stadium. Yeah. And Mike told him, and they were like, "Dang!" So yeah. they, he, he, he. I mean, he, confirmed. He, 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 co- it. he confirmed the sign. So, but you know, but that just growing up in Liberty City, man. Growing up in the hood. You know, I was raised by both of my parents, you know, but uh, nothing was, Nothing was all always a one. You know, I remember right. there mm-hmm. are times when lights were cut off. Oh, you know, wow. I, you remember, you remember. I know some of you guys from up north. If you lived up north, you know how it is. You gotta oh, yeah. um, let the oven uh, open the oven and let that heat come through. On, <laughs> yeah, yeah. on, yeah. on the, yeah. the so called cold nights <laughs> yeah, down here, yeah. in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, but I was I was never I was never without when I was a kid. You know, uh, I was blessed to be raised by both of my parents. I'm the youngest of six kids, and I, I don't like to hide this. And Kevin, tell you, man, like that. What I'm saying, it wasn't all gravy, all a one. I got a brother that did twenty, a, a total of like twenty-two years in the pen. I got another brother that's um, he got an L, he got an L charge, so wow. uh-huh. and he been in since '88. So, you know, yeah, so you know, I, I I've been going to, visiting, and, and that's what I try to talk to these kids about. You know, my brother, he's doing his thing, man. He, he's strong. You know, he, you know, you got a, He 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 got his religion. He, he believes in Christ. You know, he he, he you know he, he's a, he's a gladiator now. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted, but. Yeah. You know, Hopefully one day, I'm praying, he, you know, he, he's done over 25 years, so hopefully he, he can get wow. up out there, man. And I told him uh, when I went to visit him about a month ago, you know, I've been in and out of town recently, but I told him, I said, look, bro, when you get out, we going on the world tour, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm taking yeah, my yeah, brother, I'm gonna do it yeah, for my brother, for that's real, and that's up. 100, all that's day. That's what's
1: up, man. Yeah, man. So, my biggest thing is that, the reason why I brought Coach Earl on the show because obviously you heard a lot of stuff he already spoke about. It's just the inspiration to inspire people. Because I know a lot about his story, his background. You know, working with him for eight years, coaching with him, you get to know somebody. Like you said, we're, we're always going to be brothers. And I just wanted to give a little bit uh, how you became. You know, now you're at FIU. So let's tell a little about your journey. I mean, you can start from wherever you want. You know, you can go from when you're in high school. How you had to deal with you know being an early father things right. like that and then college you know finding your your roommate the way you did and how that messed up with the whole draft yeah. situation okay then, well you know. know
2: well uh you know I'm the youngest of six kids uh, was, That's four boys two girls and my mother she wasn't an athlete but she was she wasn't like clumsy or anything she was in the band <laughs> You know, when she came up and what you mm-hmm. call the girls that the majorettes yeah, yeah that's she, been she, she, uh, yeah, flags okay, said, and, and all that stuff that's what she did she uh her and my pops are graduates of miami northwestern senior high school my dad was uh was an athlete football player um track guy at one point they had the fastest time in a four by one in, in miami for, for for decades um so so but anyway so that's why i get most of my athletic ability from from my father so just being the youngest youngest of six kids, you know, just you know, my brother that's next to me, he's the fifth oldest. And I always tell people, and it's the truth, you know, uh, my brother Ken, he's the best athlete of the family. You know, mm. he played he was a quarterback you know, in in youth football, then he was a wide receiver, you know, he he didn't go to college, but he had opportunities to go to college. I'm not gonna get into white. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the girly girls, you know, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah, girls, yeah, but yeah, yeah. plural the one girl. Right. But that's my, that's my brother. Uh, I, I watched him. We were like sibling rivals, okay. but but I always watched him. You know, he like he's a big, bigger brother. He didn't want me around or whatever. So I had to fence out and go out on my own with my boys in the hood that I grew up with. My yeah. best friend that passed away, Marlon Barnes, yeah. you know, best friends since second grade, and and all my other homies um, oh. that grew up with me and Scott Projects and stuff. But that's where it all started. You know, just playing ball in the hood all day, every day. With this beautiful weather down here, you could play football year-round, go to the basketball court, running track, ran track for my uncle growing up, you know, and all that. And then just to fast forward um, to um, playing youth football at Northwest Boys Club, and then from there going to um, PPO, which is Pembroke Pines um, Optimus. But nobody knew what PPO was, you know, because we were only – Not back then. In 86, 87, and 88, that's when I was out there playing, and it was – very, very few brothers out there. <laughs> and there was a couple of brothers from the hood because when we went to Thomas Jefferson Middle School, this kid named Brian Carter, you know, he's a white kid. He saw us playing football and, and i PE one day. And he said, man, you guys are good, you know. That's how we got on with PPO because that's where he was playing. And we put PPO on the map, you know. and mm, They're oh, a awesome. really, really good program right now. But um, to man, fast man. forward to there, I went to high school. And when I got to high school, um, I was ready to play. You know, my high school didn't have freshmen. It started South sophomores. Uh, I went to junior high school, and then I went to North Miami Senior High, and that started at 10, 11, and 12. Those are school years there. And when I got there, um, I wanted to play on the football team, of course, because my brother, my brother Ken, he played there. And, um, and I knew that's where I wanted to go, even though as a child coming up, I thought I was gonna go to Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to go to the games. Yeah, my parents yeah. went there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember being up there. Whoop,
1: there it is
2: with the <laughs> band. <laughs> and the band. This before the, yeah. this before the song came. This before the song came out. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like the '70s, late '70s and the early '80s. They were screaming, Whoa. "Whoop, there it is!" at Northwestern basketball games. And I'm so glad yeah, I wear well, blue and gold. Yeah. I remember all those days, man, and watching those big games and um, watching my cousin Melvin Bratton go out there play. Brat Pyramid that was from Scott Project from my neighborhood and in Melvin, you you know, um, so, um, but yeah, man. So, but when I got to high school, you know, I went out there and, and shoot. I went. Out, I wasn't going out there to be a backup. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing JV. That's what I told myself. So I went out there and uh, that was just that was a couple guys that was older than me. So what I did, I didn't go out there with this, with the attitude thinking I was better than everybody. Mm-hmm. I just went out there and was competed, set back, watched those guys. But when it was time to go out there and compete. I went out there, I did damn thing. I mean, we played High highly high school in a uh, first. The, the jamboree. So back mm-hmm. then you'd play one team one quarter, and then you'd yeah, play another team the ones. next quarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, For two quarters, and uh, we did that. And I remember I played good. And then the next week, when I came to practice on, um, Coach Coach um, Mike Thompson was my DB coach. And he came up to me and he said, um, we got ready for practice. And he was like, you start. You're going in there with the first team. You know, you, you start. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? My heart just started racing, right? (laughs) He he started. And I was like, are you serious? He said, yeah. He said, Coach Ball said you started. And my coach, Larry Ball, he played eight years in the NFL. He's the only person in 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 the history of the NFL to go undefeated with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, wow. And then the very next year. Go defeated. defeated. Oh wow! So he won sixteen, <laughs> and then he lost sixteen, 16. back wow. to back, back to back. That's wow. crazy. Can you imagine that? That's crazy. The, the sleepless nights he had. Oh, uh, after yeah. going undefeated, right. he just like. Oh. Yeah, and Coach Ball is a, a great guy, but boy, he was tough. Boy, yeah. he like old school, old yeah, yeah, school yeah. tough. And um, but uh, I learned a lot from him, man. And and I went out there and I balled out, man. I had five interceptions balled out my my first year in high school. Started every game in high school in varsity. Never played JV. Became All-American my senior year. I was rated number two de- defensive back in the nation. Did that. You know, I had scholarships from everywhere. You know, ended up signing with the University of Michigan. You know, I was Miami number one recruit. Me and this kid named Danielle Ferguson. We ended up playing together at Miami. Uh, but, you know, uh, I signed with Michigan. My mom got sick. I came back home. You know, I was going to go back, but Coach Mola, the head coach at the time, he was He was the best way I could put it to keep it clean. He was being a jerk about my situation, the way he kind of treated me. My mom was like, "You're not going back up there." So during a time like this, you know, uh, there's no way you'll go back up there in Michigan. So, you know, we had a good class up there too. A lot of us played in, and a lot of us played at from from that Michigan class. A lot of us played in the NFL: Monty Toomer, John Ryan, Ty Law. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of us. uh, So, anyways. I came back home, played at Miami, man. You know, just started balling at the school that I always grew up wanting to go, going to the games when I was little, as a little kid. I remember Lily C. Evans, the park. They used to take us to the games, um, to all the games. And that's why I grew that love from UM, man. I mean, I'm I'm talking about, I I love my school, man. I love the football program. I love my school. And then I did that. And then, then while I was there, you know, played for a national championship. You know, we ended up losing uh, to Nebraska in the last national championship. They lost, They lost to Alabama uh, right before I got there, you know. Uh, but, um, but other than that, man, then the tragedy hit. I lost my best friend, Marlon Bonds. You know, okay. we were best friends since second grade. He was murdered. Um, him and the girl and t- a lot. you know, I don't always talk about Marlon because, I mean, he's like my brother. I'm, I was closer to Marlon. I don't like to say was, I am closer to Marlon than what I am with, with my actual biological brothers. Wow. And um, that's how close we are. And uh, but um, but it was a young lady that went to high school with us named Tim Wanika Lumpkin. We used to call her T. So she had a jealous ex boyfriend that you know wow. he wasn't good to her. Mm-hmm. So uh, but she went to school with us. You know we were friends from high school, and and then uh, he ended up. Long story short, he ended up killing both of them wow. in my apart in our apartment in college. You know, it was me, Ray Lewis, Trent Jones, and Marlon. That was our apartment on campus. And I found him the next morning when I was coming back home to get my mm. trucks. I let him use my SUV. I had to go pick up my daughter, Ashley, that morning. And uh, that's when I discovered my best friend, uh, Mert. He was plunging to death. It, 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 it was a gruesome scene. You know, I don't have no problem talking about it. It's something right. that I'm proud to talk about. But I think it's therapy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this, this pat his birthday was April 6th. Anybody know me that I always I keep I keep I keep him alive. I keep him going, you know Not just me his family, mm-hmm. I can just speak my part, but with his family is 100. That's his mom Charlie May yeah. Postel. She's my mom like and in it, and it's it just it, I don't want to say weird. It's just tough during that time That time of the year for me is always tough because his birthday is April 6 All right, and then he was murdered April 13 him wow. and T you know, a week after the so birthday. So you have
0: like a whole two weeks of just yeah indifference and feelings yeah. and, and I, emotions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And
2: I deal with it in my own – I, I kind of – I shut down, you know. And um, I'm not a wild – I'm not a wild person anyway. I'm late, really laid back and chill. But just to go through go through um, that, you know, you have to play it over yeah. mentally, you know, and those emotions like you just spoke about. You know, and then some people don't understand it. You know, some people never will because they never – Probably I don't want to say they never, but you know, just being um, you know losing my best friend, I, I actually found my best friend with his face completely just shredded, wow. you know. So that's that's I don't wish I don't wish that I don't have enemies, but I don't wish that on my worst enemy, you right. know what I mean. Right. So, oh, yeah. um, but uh, but doing that man, and then, and then and I was just telling the kid today about it um, at FIU. Young yeah. kid named Chris, uh, he's defensive back. He came in. Um, I was in there breaking down film, and he came in and we, he introduced himself to me and. Um, Cause coach introduced me to the team. Um, I think it was Tuesday, so he finally came up to me have a little one-on-one. So I gave the kid a game on about you know how to be a professional. You know I know he's in college, but I'm trying to teach him how to be a professional from day one. Never met the kid in my life. That just the game, you know. And the game was taught to me by a great guy named Eric Allen. You know he taught me the game uh, when I was a rookie. So he always told me, "You stay in this league long enough, you pass that game down to the next man." And, that, and that's what i always done. I always did that to the rookies when I was coming up, and and I established myself like I played nine years. I spoke about it early. And, um, and that's accomplished. That, 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 that very—that's—that that, that's, was a dream that I lived. But to go back after finding my best friend murdered, doing going to his funeral, you know, and all that, I was going to go to Michigan to help a friend. At the time, uh, my mom I asked my mom. I said, "Well, should I go to Michigan?" She was like, "Yeah, because the keys on my car with my house keys, mm-hmm. they wasn't—they wasn't found. So we didn't know." If the, the murderers had took the um, oh, had the keys, so you. I didn't go to my house. I stayed with my my, my, my oh, I call him my, my, my my Jew brother, my Jewish brother, my boy Dave, my boy Dave Leshner. We've been down mm-hmm. since '93. Uh, real quick on him. Mm-hmm. I met him when we played in the Fiesta Bowl, me, yeah. me and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. We, out, we out in Phoenix, Arizona, and we went to go watch, the, um, I can't remember that Western movie, but I remember one of the actors, uh, he always said, I'll be your Huckleberry." I forgot the <laughs> name of the movie, but me, him, and Dwayne Johnson went to go watch that movie, and uh, and that's where we met. And me and Dave have been down since, since 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 that. We he been my day one since, you know, Jewish guy, love hip hop, yeah. you know, uh, him and his family, man, uh, his mom, his, his stepfather Paul passed away last year. So uh, you know, he'd be at all the hur- big hurricane alumni. They went to the University of Miami. So shout out to my boy Dave and uh and, and the family. Uh but so uh I ended up staying with him, you know. Uh, my mom had to change the locks on the house. You know, we didn't know, you know, uh, right, right. Yeah, I mean I, I knew who did it. Just precaution. You know, just precaution. And then after that, so I went to Michigan. You know, I went to Michigan and then I came back home. But that week I was supposed to go to Michigan. I changed the flight. I was like, no, I didn't change the flight. I say, let's go the following week, not this weekend. For whatever reason to this day, I can't remember why I changed the flight. Uh. I know there was a reason, but I know the main reason was the good Lord. Yeah. Because that flight that left on Saturday at 103 p.m. from Miami, oops, from Miami to Fort Lauderdale, I'm sorry, from Miami to Atlanta, Georgia, crashed in Everglades, the value jet. I was supposed to be on that plane. Wow. wow. So in that morning, I was supposed to be at my house. I mean, at my apartment. So I could have been in that apartment that night because I woke up. And I was like, I know I had to get my daughter. So I woke yeah. up. And I I was like, you know what? I just get up until so in the morning. Uh, I woke up. And then that's when I went over there and discovered my boy. But I was supposed to be on that plane that crashed in Everglades. Wow. Now, then I lost another teammate, Robert Woodis. He was on that plane. He was from Arkansas. He was flying back home. So I lost my best friend. I lost a friend of ours one Nika, A.K.A. T. And then I was supposed to be on the value jet plane in that crashed. Right. Oh. And then one of my, my another teammate, Robert Woodis, was on that flight. Was on the flight. So I go through all that pain you know, and all days. that stuff. Right. Then I fast forward to September football season. The man that taught me to like the that, that that reason why I'm a New York Yankees fan. You know, people some people wonder why you a Yankees fan? You from Miami? Yeah. Well, we didn't have a baseball team when I was little. Right. Right? We didn't have a professional basketball team when I was little. All right. So I was a Boston Celtics fan growing up, as far as basketball, and I was a Yankees fan for um, for Major League Baseball. Yeah. But he's the, my, for my I lost my grandfather that September. All this going into my senior year, all right, and then and then um, my grandfather passed. And he's the reason why I like boxing, cause I was he's a huge Muhammad Ali fan, okay. and Yankees fan. Yeah. My grandfather didn't like football. He only he started liking watching football because of because, me. Because, of, of you. because of me. Got you right yeah. and so um so then he became a dolphin fan I didn't like the dolphins growing up I was, I was a Dallas, <laughs> cowboy. I was a Dallas Cowboys fan as a kid you know oh, gosh. I, yeah. I was a Cowboys yeah. fan you know how I became a cowboy fan when I was a little boy I liked Cowboys and Indians the movies right, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the little toys and the little toys you just go to w- Winn-Dixie with your parent they have a yeah. little toys, them little cheap toys yeah, yeah, that's to yeah, buy a yeah. cowboy and put them on the ground and They're hide fighting. them behind the couch right, and they right. fighting yeah. you know that's how I became a cowboy and then and then I saw the mascot and I was like, oh, oh yeah. you know, I'm a Cowboys yeah. fan. And then they just happened to be a good team, you right. know. And then they went through their growing pain, like, 19, I think it was 1989 or 88, when they was like 1-15. Yeah. One, one oh, I had to hit that trash with my team. boys in the hood that was Dolphins fans. <laughs> we used to go at it every Sunday. So every Sunday for 15 weeks, I didn't want to come outside after the game, <laughs> right. So uh, just to speed up, man, um, you know, uh, I um, – I had a good senior year. I had, a, I, had a good college, I had a good college career. I was rated the 12th best defensive back, um, you know, coming out. Uh, some people had me rated as tw- the 12th best defensive back. And then I didn't get drafted. You know, I didn't get drafted for the simple fact that I was misquoted. Not by the reporter that actually wrote the story, who was Dan Lebertard. I know he has that awesome show on yeah. ESPN. Right. Dan, Dan is a good dude. Show. I like him. Uh, Poppy, uh, what's the brother name that's on there? Uh, He's really, he, yeah. I can't remember his name, but they, they, yeah, they do a the great show. job. So, uh but Dan Levertard, we played Memphis in Memphis, Tennessee, um, first game of the season. And he says, um, he asked me why was I crying. He knew why, but he needed to write a story, you right. know, whatever. Yeah. I didn't look at the man like he was crazy. You like, you already know why. Yeah. The, the the team was all happy playing the radio, and I'm crying in front of my a lot because that was my first time not playing football with my best friend. Right. I knew when we blew this team out, I knew, because he wasn't the starter. He was the second-string guy. He was pushing for the starting position that spring. He had just won. Most improved defensive player wow, in wow. the spring. You see what I'm saying? And this dude take him away from this dream that him and I. That week, that night he passed away. Right before, hours before he passed away, we went out to dinner, and I told him we were talking. I was like, "Man, the only person that can separate us is God. If we ever talk about beefing, beefing with each yeah, other, yeah. you know what I mean?" I said, "I said we say, man, our moms a kick our butt. If we ever try right. some crap, crap like that, you know." And just hours later, I lost my best friend. And but, um, but yeah, man. So it was so. So after playing Rutgers on the Thursday night game yeah what Dan wrote in the paper he said he said there's no I said there's no joy in the locker room for me and that's exactly what Dan quoted me saying yeah. so I think the week later or maybe two weeks later we played Rutgers University in New Jersey mm-hmm. and um uh, up there on a Thursday night game
1: yeah
2: and the commentator said something to the fact that like um I said no there's no joy in life for me so you hear that it's like- but, yeah. You Suicidal. See it, Suicidal. See it, yeah, see yeah. so when i so and i was like what so i didn't think nothing of it so i'm rated as one of the top players and coming out of the draft so i go to the nfl combine where the top 300 players go yeah, right. to the nfl combine and i play that and not knowing now when i look back at it i was weighing 195 pounds that's a that's a big cornerback six foot one and a half mm-hmm. you know um uh, 195 pounds that's considered a big cornerback in the in, in nfl so when I went to the combine, I man, I wore 183 pounds, and not knowing, yeah, that's you know, going through everything that I went through. You know what yeah. I mean? But there was no way that I ever thought about uh, killing myself. Right. You know, because for one, I became a father when I was 17 years old. Oh, wow. All right. Then I then I had another child, my my younger daughter. I had her my uh, in '94 when I was at UM. All right. So and I've been a one dad. You know, from day one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um and then and then um so I um. So I go out there, you know, and when I'm doing my interviews at the combine, because part of the process, without working out with the people, don't see there's a lot of interviews that's going on. You know, a lot of psychological tests. And, mm-hmm. so it's you, 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 like the Giants had the longest test in the world. Wow. The Giant had like a 500 question test. And what? You don't. You don't, don't want to say, man, I ain't gonna answer that. Well, you trying yeah. to go? You know, exactly. you don't want to go like answer. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to bubble everything in. You know, <laughs> you don't even want a Christmas tree. You know, you just got to <laughs> <gonna ruin laughs> on mean? every question. You know. And answer oh, it. So, yeah. but yeah, but when I would sit down and talk with these coaches, man, these coaches would uh, sit up there, they would ask me, you know, they wanted to know what was my state of mind, you know. And then and my agent at the time was, well, my agent for my career was Drew Rosenhaus, you know. And he had told me that, he had told me going into it that they was going to, they would want to know what my state of mind was because they knew all the tragedies that I had went through because right. everything was right. documented. The, 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 of course, Marlin and, and T being murdered, that was documented. Even the, the value jet plane crash, that was documented. Then me losing my grandfather, right. you know, wow. um, during the fall. So I had to do all that stuff, you know. And um, But anyway, so after that, you know, uh, come draft day, man, there's something that you dream about all your life as uh-huh. a kid, as a football yeah. player. You did everything you had to do to get there. And I'm seeing everybody go ahead of me, dude. And it was just like, wow, it was the roughest weekend of my life besides what I went through with my best friend. Right. So it didn't happen. You know, I, wanna, I, can, I can go on and on. It didn't happen. So I signed with the Dolphins, all right? Okay. I'm balling out. We go we, my first game, we play in Mexico City, Mexico. Yeah. I get a nice interception in the game, national television. Right. You know, I'm more balling more. out.
0: You know, I'm getting second team reps. You know, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> oh, just, just to pause real quick. You said you signed with the Dolphins, so you just went there and. No,
2: they called my age. A lot of teams won, a lot of teams won to um, sign after When I didn't get drafted, got it, got like it. My buddy Kenny Holmes, that's, he was the D line coach at, um, at FIU right now, and okay. he was a first round pick to the Houston Oilers, who are the Tennessee Titans now. He was their number one pick. I remember he called me and he was like, yo, you on a big boy. I think they're gonna they I think they're gonna draft you. I think it was like second round or, okay. or third round. he he was he called me. And I'm sitting there just thinking, and I'm getting then I get the phone call with these people and they were like, you know, from GMs or the scouts or whoever they are, they just called him, hey man, we think we're gonna pick you up with this next pick. And then so I went through that man through the whole draft. Wow. The whole draft, and that was the worst day of my life. Besides my best friend um, being murdered in team, and so, but I had a chip on my shoulder. So uh, a lot of teams were calling and then during the sixth, seventh round, and, and you know, yeah, we think we we thinking about getting, you know, this it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So. So, Dolphins wanted um, – Dolphins. a lot of teams called, so I signed with the Dolphins. So, I'm thinking, you know, Jimmy Johnson. Right. Former Miami Hurricanes coach. You I'm connection. You know, uh, I'm thinking, okay, they run the same type – we run the same type of defense. That that, that 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 Jimmy runs, you know, because Jimmy gonna run that four three defense. Yeah, yeah. You gonna yeah, run that four three yeah. defense with that cover two and play some quarters behind it. Yeah, you know, especially when you get you got them four down linemen that can run. We didn't do a lot of blitzing and all that stuff right. when I was at UM. Yeah, you know, we the had dogs. dogs. Go get <laughs> you know, we had <laughs> Kenny Home, Warren Sapp, <laughs> Pat Riley, yeah. AKA Rallo. You know, we had the dogs. You know, Marvin Davis. You know, you know, and my boy Ray Lewis holding down the fork in the middle, man. Uh, I, man, Rohan Marley, shout out, Ro. <laughs> uh, and uh, I mean, we I, I played with some I played with some gangsters on that. I ain't talking about no street gangsters. I'm talking about gangsters on there. football yeah, game, gridiron, yeah. gangsters. that yeah. real yeah. UM boys. You know, yeah. and, and we learned from the guys that that's before us. You know, but anyways, uh, so yeah, man. So it was just I went out there, I balled out. You no, know, I was the last dude they cut. Wow. To make the 53 man uh, roster, wow. I was the last dude they cut. Dude, I cried like a baby. I cried because I'm, I'm thinking like I worked all my life for this. And this, now, and this is my shot, you know, and, I, and I balled out. I yeah. mean, I balled out doing um, training camp and and, and you know, in preseason games. And then he called me. It was like, we're gonna bring you once you clear waivers. We're gonna bring you back on on Monday, tomorrow. I was, I mean, on Tuesday. We, you know, because Tuesday the off days in the NFL. Okay. So I was like, all right. So they called me. They signed me. Yeah, I never forget. We getting ready to play Indiana, Indianapolis Colts that week, first week of the season. Jim Harbaugh is the quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, and I remember watching Jim playing in wow, the playoff games against the Steelers. I'm like, dang, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm actually like, I'm all right. I'm on. I'm, I'm, I'm about to go out here and you know and watch film on these guys, and you know, I'm really gonna be on the NFL field in the stadium. You know, yeah. You know, and man, so I practice Wednesday. It's just the first day of the week, first practice day of the week. So I practice, you know. Me and my boy Sam Madison, you know, still my boy to this day. Jason Taylor, Sam Madison, Madison. all of us came in together, rookies okay. that year. So on Thursday, we practicing. He had a good practice and all that. Jimmy comes up to me on the sideline towards the end of practice. Earl, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, yeah. What's up, coach? Put me to the side. <laughs> he was like, uh, yeah, hey, Earl, hey, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to let you go. I'm going to have to release you. And I'm like, What? Now, I had other teams that wanted to sign me. So I signed back with, with them because I did training camp there. Yeah. I know their system. Right. And I got a relationship with these veteran guys, Corey Harris, George T. Calvin Jackson, Sean Wooden. These guys took these guys took I think his name was Merton Hanks. Not Merton Hanks that played for the forty nine. It was another guy that played for the Cowboys, but he was also there. But I just Brock had all these you, yeah. nah, not No, not brought it was a young no. cornerback. He I think he had got a trouble in Dallas, but I think he ended up getting cut from the Dol- Dolphins before <laughs> I did. But anyways, um you know, I got all these veteran guys that had me, and they know, man, you balling, don't you? And I remember Charles Johnson that played wide receiver. I remember me coming up telling me, he's he from, he from L.A., he big homie, and um, he was like, man, man, you're a baller. He's like, man, I don't know how you didn't get drafted, you know? And I had to tell him the story, you know, right. whatever. But um, but he always respected my game, would give me tips, you know. Just OG cats on the team, like, true veterans. Mm-hmm. Took me under their wing. And, man, I cried like a baby, man. Cried, cried, cried. <laughs> then I called yeah. Drew, told him, and then – I cleared waivers and then when I cleared waivers, man, the Ravens, the Ravens wore me. So the Ravens had me like, Oh, we wanna sign you. So I mean, I packed two suitcases. <laughs> you know, I packed two suitcases. So I go up there, I have to work out. It was a rainy day. I'd never forget some working out with the Ravens. They had a good workout. You know, me and it was some cat from Louisiana. I remember playing from Louisiana. I mean LSU. He was talking so much. Smack like he was the best thing, sliced bread, you know. So I would go up there. So Talk to my boy Ray Lewis. My boy Ray Lewis come to the hotel, pick me up. So I was gonna stay with him at his house that year. Yeah. You know, as a, you know, I'm gonna stay with yeah. Ray. So took my bags to his house, you know, and then he took me back to the, we hung out that Monday, Monday night, then he took me back to the hotel. So that Tuesday morning, you know, the scouts, you know, they came and picked me up. So I go to the Ravens facility, you know, get ready to get my workout on. It was a rainy day, so I had a good workout. Yeah. I ran like a four ran like a four, four, two or something like that, and you know, did my drills, you know, all that in the rain. And so out there and I never forget the Hall of Fame tight end who's their general manager Ozzie Newsom. he talking to us and he was like hey man basically what he said hey if we if we want to if, if we think about signing you guys we we'll give you guys a call so I'm like what <laughs> 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 I'm like man but not one time did I thought about giving up right. so I called my agent but, but I spoke to the Saints Prior to going, and I remember this cat named Steve Sable. He not the NFL film Steve oh, Sable. Okay. It was a scout, and Steve Sable that worked for um, the Saints. I had spoke to him, because I had already committed to going up to work out for the mm-hmm. Ravens. He said, "If it doesn't work out, give me a call." So I hit him up. Going to, after Ray brought my bags back, we was on our way to the airport. I hit him up, called him up, and that same dude from LSU, he was working out with me the next week. <laughs> hey, and this is this is the honest, and I, this is the honest God truth. Before I did this workout, there's a church next to the Saints facility. It's a Catholic school, private school. Yeah. And I looked up. It was a nice, hot day, perfect weather. I remember looking up at the top of, of the trees next to the facility, and I looked at the yeah. sky, mm-hmm. and I said, Marlon, you got to help me run the fastest four-day I ever ran in my life. I said, I, I, I felt like this is my last chance, last opportunity, yeah. you know, to, um, to make an NFL team. Man, I got out there. Man, I ran a four three nine. Never ran a four three. Never broke four four flat, four four one, in my life. Mm. You know, I was running four four fives, four four ones, four four twos at UM. I ran a four three nine. Went out there, killed my drills. Caught every ball that they did to me. My DB, threw to me my DB drills and all that. So it's me and like four other guys that they're they're working out. So we sitting in the we showered up. So we sitting in the locker room and they just call them dudes up like John Doe. Come on, they go up. You see a cat walk by, all right, man, good luck. John Doe 2, come back downstairs, all right, man, good luck. John Doe 3, uh, now this the dude that was talking all that track.
1: Man, F this, man, he, they, 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 they shock you anyway, you know. He's a hater, yeah, yeah. you know, so he up out of there.
2: Then John Doe 4, you know, hey, I'm the last dude. And I'm sitting up there, I'm like, I'm getting excited, but yeah. I'm like, damn, they getting rid of everybody, man. <laughs> so I'm like, man. I guess I'm just going. I can't handle this no more, man. All oh, this pressure, this man. pressure right here, mentally, you know, it's just your dream. Yeah. So they called me up, man, and uh I forgot the GM name at, at the time. I think his name was Check or something like that. He was an old school GM that was up there, man. They called me in. he was like, they they shut me down. I was like, hey, man, we want to offer you um, a one year contract. You know, New Orleans Saints, whatever. And the man, I was so happy, dude, man. I got up. I'm trying to be cool with it. You yeah, 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 oh, yeah, thank yeah. you, thank, thank yeah. you, thank right, right. <laughs> you. Well, I got down there, man. I called my mom. My mom <laughs> was, was mean, screaming yeah, and all yeah. that. And, then, and I said, you know what? I said, that's the reason why I went through all this.
3: Yeah. That's the
2: reason. you know. It was a test. Right. You know what I mean? It was a test, man. And so I went there and I said, you know what? I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back. You know, exactly. you know, uh, you know. Keep I'm gonna going to make this work, you know, I'm going to make this work. So, you know, there was a lot of cats uh, that was hating, like cats from my own neighborhood. I don't want to say cats as in plural. One dude from my neighborhood. And I, I hate to give a hater shine, so I won't right. say their name. But this dude that, you know, just was hating. And I heard all the talks, you know, and all that. But I said, you know what? I wasn't worried about him. And I didn't even let those guys and the haters yeah. push me. I know I have two daughters. Mm. And I got this opportunity right now, and I'm going to make it work. Right. So, I, man, my first day in practice in New Orleans, I had three picks. I was clowning out there. I had three picks, balling. Kill them. You know, uh, the last one I caught I, I caught, I snagged with one hand, running down this cat named Don Davis that ended up playing up for the uh, win the Super Bowl, a couple Super Bowls with. With the uh, Patriots, I, fl- I-, I laddered that thing to him all that that clown in my first <laughs> day, and I just say, you know what? What else can I go through, bro? Yeah. I lost my best friend. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be on the airplane crash that the crash Lost my grandfather. Wow. You know T as well. I'm yeah. like, dude, it's not. Why play timid? Right. So i out there balled out doing my thing. So I came up there the next year during the off season. I didn't have a contract.
3: Mm.
2: I didn't have a contract. I was just out there working during the off season. Just working out, working out, working out. Mm. You know, they was paying me, you know, the yeah. workout pay that they was paying us. Set me and my boy uh, Anthony Carl from Long Beach. Shout out to my boy Ant. That's another brother, a yeah. brother from another mother, you know, him. Uh and uh, but uh, anyways, uh, so man, then then next year, I balled out, bro. Balled out. You know, let me get I need to get these checks. Yeah. Got these two little girls that's depending mm-hmm. on me. Yeah. You know, got moms, you know, bought exactly. right before training yeah. camp, bought my mom a house. Cool. You know, bought my mom a house, man, and then, you know, went out there with my last. Mm. If I didn't make this, this how I went out. This is this how confidence I was. I took my last and bought my mom a house, you know, and then, you know, and then if, if I would have got cut in 98, that's it. You that's it. know, she, we were going to lose the house. All right. You wow. know, you know, we were going to lose the, not I mean, the OG was working, course, but, you know, you know, shoot, I'm trying to take some weight up off her. Yeah. You know, then the OG, then she ended up shutting it down. On her own, like my boy, the maid, <laughs> baby, the maid. <baby. laughs> like, you ain't going to work no more. Like what you? You to put all this pressure on me. Oh, come here, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I need a couple more mango season. I like, get the real, real check. So man, I just balled out, man. You know, and you know, no egos. I, know, I was, I a was, I was special team guru. That's my bo- Bobby April. April was my. Uh, he was one of the best all-time special team coaches ever in, in history, NFL, and and I was his dude. You know, I was his dude, man. I was out there. I was the number five, you know, 195 pounds. That's the wedge buster, That's Sam. Wedge buster. Yeah, I have no That's idea. He hits all like the big six guys. Six foot four, 300 pound dudes <laughs> waiting to see the guy return that kick, and they coming, and, and they he, coming. Mm, but full you know speed. what? Back then, I can be 10 yards back on kickoff. Right. See, so right? And I don't think you can do that now. It was no, five, five, right, five yards. You know, back yeah. then, I should line up at 10 yards. So by the time I time it with the kicker, so by the time I hit it, so 10 yards from where we kicked the ball off, would, and then that year during the off season, I ran the 4.37. That was right. my fastest time that I ever ran in my life. So now I'm running. So now I already done picked up speed 10 yards. So by the time – so I'm – like the dudes that was supposed to block me, by the time they turn around, yeah, you're already shoot, them. yeah. And now them big boys, they looking back with that wedge, and they see the dude catch the ball. Then they go. Go as soon they turn around. I'm blowing them up. Boom! I'm a kamikaze out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I had to eat, though. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna do anything necessary, you know, to take care of myself, and I wasn't giving up this dream. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything that I went through, I wasn't giving it up. This is my time to shine. So I balled out, balled out. The next year training camp, I balled out. I get a concussion. We go, we playing the Denver Broncos, and I get a concussion. I smacked um, I think it was McCaffrey. I caught him in the flash and mm. cover two. And then, um, and, and, I, and I remember I had three of them, you know. Um, but that's the one that was the worst. I remember everything, but I was throwing up. I was mm. feeling nauseated. Yeah. They had to, the trainer had to take me to the locker room. He had to watch me take a shower. I was like, "Yo," you know, I remember telling <laughs> him, was like, good, hey. he was like, like, "Yo," I have to watch you. You know, I was like, "Dang," you know, I thought that was funny, but <laughs> it's the protocol. You know what I mean? Because I could have fell down and, yeah. and died. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. Um, and that's why this concussion things is so serious, you know. I, I read some things on Instagram and, and report people, oh, the NFL player, they know what they was doing, whatever. But when you're being denied, you know, the rights to, to know what you're wearing and protection and, and guys being forced to go back out there and play. Mm-hmm. You know, this concussion stuff is serious, you know. Yeah. So, and then you, and when you lie in court, you know, it comes back and, right. and and we as the NFL players, you know, association, you know, we um we won a one billion dollar lawsuit against the NFL. You know, and um uh, so so anyways, uh so I, I, I missed the first three games I missed a, I missed I missed the first three games of the season and we was getting ready to go play New York Giants so now I'm coming back I'm cleared to play yeah. I'm coming back in the NFL if you're on a roster after Tuesday you get paid for that week even if they cut you like that thurs, that Thursday or whatever yeah do I go to practice Wednesday Thursday Friday right right and so I go to practice I'm at the crib chilling and this cat that was hating to me, hating on me, uh. it was a tragedy in his family. I looked out for him. Wow. Oh. I looked out for him. After I got cut on that Friday, because they called me back, Coach Carlos called me back and said, hey, come over here and bring your playbook. So I'm thinking,
1: oh boy,
0: I'm about to get
2: these reps. <laughs> yeah. you know, in, in New York, I'm about to start. I'm about to get, you know, I'm about to, not, not start, but I'm, I just know I'm, about, I'm yeah. back in it, because I was balling out. And they called me over there, man, we're about to release you. Oh, because wow. we had lost our three of our top, I think they kept like two tight ends on the roster. Both of them got hurt. And Then they had to bring another guy off the practice squad. They had to bring him off the practice squad to make room on the roster. You know, I'm the guy that's been hurt with a concussion, right. so we're gonna cut you, but we're gonna and bring, bring you else. back on Monday once you clear waivers. But we need we need to move Josh off practice squad to have a tight end for, for the, the game. game. So business. I'm just like, I'll yeah. call my agent, Drew. He was like, you're not going back there. He said, once you clear waivers, you're going to have so many teams that's going to be on you to sign you. And one of the teams that wanted me were the Minnesota Vikings because we scrimmaged them that year okay. in training camp, and I was balling out. And that's the first – I was the first person to – besides a Vikings to actually get Moss. <laughs> you know, because I was covering <laughs> Randy. Randy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was covering Randy in, in, in training camp. And uh, we scrimmaged them. We did we did the situational practice. You know, we had practice against them, right. and then we have a a, pre, a a real scrimmage like like the second day. But we was in seven on seven, man. And I'm riding out. You know, he running four two five. I'm running four three. You know, I got the U <laughs> M UM swagger. You know, whatever. <laughs> And I'm going up to get the pick, man. a dude just came over my head like this, and I fall. You know, I'm nothing about to get the pick. And then I fall on the ground, and I just see him looking like a deer, man. Just beautiful stride. And then the next day, the next day in USA Today newspaper, it said Randy Moss catches his first touchdown pass over, you know, New Orleans Saints Earl Little. Whatever, it wasn't no picture or anything. Yeah, you know, but. um, but I had a good practice covering all those guys. But that was the first time. That when I knew that dude was for real. Cause I know. I mean, I know. I'm confident. I knew my game was tight. You know. But I knew his game was tight too. But for him to actually come over, I'm, I'm about to get this pick, and him to come over me, like literally, like put his, maneuver his hand over my head and get right in front it. of my hands and catch that thing, man. And then don't fall. and He continued to sh- just, just take just off. To take off. And it was beautiful. I never forget. I never forget that for the rest of my career. life. But yeah, man. So I um, they they cut me, whatever. Then so. But not, not clear waivers. Uh, actually, the like Dennis Green wanted me bad, and then the, it was uh, actually it was ten teams that wanted me. But the Cleveland Browns was an expansion team, mm.
0: so they and had so they first dibs. First,
2: dib, the first mm. dibs on whoever. Okay. So they called me, and I tell people this story. Man, they don't believe. Some, I'm not saying nobody never told me they don't believe it. But when I was a kid, I grew up a Cowboy fan, but I remember watching those Denver Broncos games against um, Cleveland Browns. Browns and the AFC These championships. championships. Back, and to Brown, back, back to back years, and they lost yeah. like literally. Dude, Kevin, Kevin was Biner, Ernest yeah. Biner. fumbled Kevin, at the one yeah, at the one yard line, and they lose. And then Broncos go to the Super Bowl and get their get their butt thrashed by the Forty niners. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, I want to play for the Browns because I knew I wanted to be a defensive back as a kid. They had Eric Turner, Hanford Dixon, Frank Minnifield. It's with an all-white uniform at old Cleveland Brown Stadium. You had the dog, dog pound, pound back there, the fans <laughs> going crazy. And when the DBs get in their stand, they just look back and wave at the dog pound. So I was like, that's who I want to play. Yeah. And, man, that's the way God worked, man. And I ended up Ooh, going to Cleveland. Exactly what and you do. And then Dwight with. Clark, that, who broke my heart when I was a kid, he played for the 489ers. He caught it, that, 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 that touchdown catch. pass in the back of the end zone to go to the Super Bowl to beat my Dallas Cowboys. And he caught it on my favorite player, Everson Walls, number 24. Mm-hmm. I remember and then I went that. to Cleveland, man. I balled out in Cleveland. Uh, my rook, that, not, not rookie year, my, my first year there, which was 99, I balled out. I mean, I made one of the best interceptions that I had in my career. I came from the middle of the field. Against um, what was the old boy named? Mark Brunel that played for the Jaguars. Jaguars yeah. He was trying to throw a nine route. He had my boy Corey Fuller, yeah, you was beat by Jimmy. Smith. <laughs> and I went over and got that thing, got the middle of the field. And then uh, it, was, it was a rap, man. And I bought out, came back during the off season, didn't have a contract. During the whole offseason, just out there working out, just grinding, just grinding, just grinding, just grinding. Just grinding. And went out there and balled out, man. Dwight Clark came up to me. He came up to Hey man, I need to talk to you. Came and called me in his office. He was like, "Listen, man, we gonna, um, we want to give you a three-year contract. Wow, you know, couple meal. And I was like, "What? Wow, <laughs> <That's where> all <laughs> the that cheese, all this pain. <laughs> it was, it was it just, just a little, just right, 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 too. But you know, yeah. but it was. I was just like, wow, like I'm here. Yeah, I'm here now. I'm here. So I balled out, was playing, and, you know, and then did played those three years out." And then you know, I was there in '99. Butch Davis, who's now my current coach, he was my coach at UM in my junior senior year, and now oh, I'm coaching oh. with him at FIU. Nice. He became the head coach for the Browns. Connection. You know, and then so wow. and then I'm, I'm balling out. And I remember Butch asking me one day, he was like, "How many? When are you a free agent?" And I was like, "Coach, I got one more year." And then I said, "After this, no, I said, After this year, I'll be a free agent." So I was just I was just balling out. My first year as a starter, man, I had five picks, 105 tackles, and thing like 11, 12 pass breakups. I was 195 pounds playing strong safety in the AFC North. Wow. I had to go against guys That's like Corey Dillon, uh, Jamal Lewis, mm-hmm. uh, I think Kevin Mack at the time. Uh, Earn, yeah. I think it was Kevin Mack. He was playing for the Ravens at the time. Yeah, Eddie George, you know, uh, Jerome the Bus Bettis, mm-hmm. Chris Tumahufala. Yeah, you know, there was some big backs in, in that conference that we played in. It was AFC North back back then, and um, you know I was out there banging them. Yeah, you know I mean I come from I come from Scott Project, James E Scott Project, Liberty City. I'm playing I'm playing in in, in on, on basketball courts with light poles. Yeah. We, we used to call it the Dust Bowl. So it wasn't no sucker in me. it was my mama ain't raised no suckers, you know, and um, no chumps. <laughs> so you know I don't play with some of the best of them. I remember the OGs in the neighborhood. They used to play ball the sandlot games. Yeah. They used to if they needed an extra player because somebody else had to dip or whatever, they used to, I was one of the legit's that they used to just call. I was just be like scared as I don't know what. But you can't be that like scared in front of the big homies, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, and then they just, oh, oh we going to knock his ass out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I just catch the rock. But I didn't show that fear, but I was scared. <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, just overcoming those fears. So, you yeah, know, yeah. I was out there balling with the big guys, and then to go out there, man, I wasn't scared of nobody at all. You can't play scared. That's how you get hurt. Yep. You know, but uh, um, but anyways, man. So I just did my thing, and then my contract was up. Then you know, Butch um, they offered me a five year contract, multi million dollar contract. So wow, you know, I, I did that. I only played two years out of that contract. So, but you know, I, I did. What build. happened? No, I, I, I the new staff came in. Okay. You know, and then but they told me they I was still um. I was I, I, they kept, I kept asking them because you know when a new style come in they're gonna, there's gonna be some changes made of course yeah you know and then they kept telling me yeah 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 you are a guy you are a guy this is how the NFL works that's what people don't yeah. understand yeah you are a guy you are a guy they, some fans get mad when the brother leave and sign with another team yeah but these teams don't call you and say hey Earl we're gonna cut you right. you know or some guys don't even know they're gonna get cut they just do get them you. And you come to work the next day or trade you you like dude. Dude, dude, locker change. It's a new new dude there. His name was John though. Now you got Johnny though there. And wow. that's I B, man. Wow. So but um but yeah, they kept telling me and then one of my boys was getting married. My boy Chuck that played with me at um North Miami seeing how Chuck Lapsley. He was getting married, and then um, I was going to go to this wedding. I was rocking braids at the di- at the time. No design, straight back, prison style. At my cornrows, right? I went to get my hair braided, and then they called me. And I knew they had called me to buy my ticket to do the off-season conditioning to get back. They'll call you, hey, when you want to fly out, you know, and this and that. Mm-hmm. So my boy Brendan Rowe, that was his name. He used to take care of that for the Browns, so he was calling me. You know, I set up my, it's okay, yeah, I'm gonna come after my birthday. Cause they just try to make you come back off season conditioning early. Right. I had a workout bonus. You know, you made if I made 85% of my workout, of my workouts during the off-season, you know, I was getting paid, you getting paid some good money just to come up there and work out. You yeah. know. So um Brendan called me up, setting everything up. And I'm talking with the the, the new staff and the new yeah. general manager, my agent talking to them. So everything was cool. I remember when I was getting ready to go to my which- wedding. My agent called me, Drew called me. He was like, Yo, man, they uh don't get on that plane tomorrow. They uh they said they either gonna um trade you or release you. They trade me, I said, Bro, I'm 31 years old. Ain't nobody gonna trade for no 31 <laughs> year old safety, you know. So, uh. you know, so I knew I was gonna get cut when he told yeah. me that, but I was it was so pissed off. I was so pissed off. Oh, I shouldn't have used that word. I was so mad, you know, that I don't even think I went to my boy, um, wedding. my boy, wedding for the simple fact that. I was asking you, this is how the business. Yeah. is. is I was asking these dudes before free agent period started. Am I in you guys' plan? Yes, you are in your plan. And the defensive coordinator was Romeo Cornell, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> you know, he coached with the, with the, with, um, with Bill Parcells with the Giants. Mm-hmm. He coached won some Super Bowls with him. Won some Super Bowls with Belichick. Yeah. You know, uh, he was DC at um for the Texans. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, great great guy, legendary. He was my defensive coordinator in, in, in ninety nine and oh and 01 Oh I think just no, he was my he was my D C in Cleveland in two thousand when um, Chris Palmer had brought him in. So he was my D C and so he knew me, you know, so I'm like, Okay, well I'm good. Romeo back, you know, he's the yeah. defensive coordinator. I think he was the head coach, if I'm not mistaken. It was he the head coach at Cleveland, I think I think you Nah, not so, that early. So, um, but anyways, um, so he, um, not when not, 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 not when I yeah. first got there, like, uh, towards the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after I left in 05. Uh, so, anyway, so, they called me. I, now, I'm mad because the free agent period started. So, my thing, is, if you wasn't going to keep me in your plans, let me go so I can become a free agent. So, I had the numbers. You know, I had, in, in, in so a matter of three yourself. numbers, I had, like, what, 27 picks or whatnot, not, not, something, something like oh, that. Yeah. Wow. crazy amount of picks. Like, yeah. And even after I retired. I was still one of the top guys in the top ten of interceptions for like the past like five years or something like that. You know, I was still up there because I had so many. So I'm thinking, you know, I got the numbers. You know, uh, I put up good numbers, so I know I'm gonna go some. I'm gonna go somewhere. I get some bread, some more, some more cheese. You know, man, they they cut me in April. Wow. So now the free agent market that started in February. Mm -hmm. You know, so now all the money is gone. 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 So but the safety that we signed it kind of it went to like musical chairs. So I signed a one year deal. I think I made like 900 grand that year for my last year in the league. Yeah. Um I went to Green Bay. Um what's the, what's the dude that was um sexually assaulting those um, girls uh, uh Darren Sharper. Darren, Darren Sharper went to um he's doing time for that. Right? Yeah. yeah. He just Darren, went down. Darren Sharper, he went, I went to I went to Green Bay. Darren Sharper went to um Minnesota. I mean, he balled out there too. The yeah. dude was a playmaker. He went to Minnesota, and Minnesota safety, Brian Russell, he went to Cleveland. It's like we all play music got oh, chairs. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so, but anyway, but that was. So, the, you spent but, how long in the NFL? Nine, nine, nine years. Nine 97
2: years. to 2005.
0: What did you do immediately after you left? Immediately,
2: immediately after I left, I said, you know what? I'm retired. I'm just going to chill. Because I, w- I didn't want to be one of those guys that, you know, steady working out. Mm-hmm. Waiting for a phone call and right. all that. Now yeah. I did visit. I did visit Dallas. Okay, because I because my last year and was in Green Bay. I only played in four games. I pulled my hamstring on Monday Night Football. Mm. People didn't know it, but it took me forever to tackle this kid named uh, Deshaun Foster. That was his name. Yeah. that played running back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and and I pulled. I felt something pop. It didn't tear. The good thing it didn't tear. So I'm trying to pull this guy down. It took me about 20 yards to pull him. No it way. looked him, it would have been embarrassed if I couldn't really just get him down. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be like, well, dang. And people were like, oh man, he getting man, he, dragged. Getting, he getting dragged. I wasn't getting dragged, but we were just running next to each other, he still following me and I'm holding, he got me by my shirt, and I'm trying to get him down, and nobody else ain't coming to catch him. Right. You know, yeah. him and I just running <laughs> down the field. You know, but people don't know. I don't, I'm like, I could have if I would've let him go,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it'd have been like, it would looked even worse. Yeah. But right. I knew what was wrong with me. So I messed up my hamstring, so I went to the sideline. I was like, so I went to the sideline, and I think it was the end of the quarter. And then so I went back in the game. It was they was down in the red zone, so I went back in the game and I tried it out one more time. And I'm not gonna try to be out there, look like a fool, hurt the team. Right. So I came off, man. And then I did. They did um, MRIs and all that. It was a bad, bad strain. I saw all the blood. I just, you know, do mm. the, through the yeah, X-rays yeah. and stuff. That yeah. mm. like, man, man. I never pulled the hamstring in my life, boy. You gotta man, do when you go feeling. do number two. That's not a good feeling, bro. <laughs> 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 that's not a good feeling. Yeah, so that thing was painful, bro. So uh-huh. yeah, you have to drink a lot of water. You get it, keep it massaged, you know, and all that. That thing, I don't. So when I see a track guy or people pull a girl pull a hammy, yeah, some people tear it off the bone. They have to be surgically repaired. That's, uh, that's what I, That's what I was really really scared about. Uh, Cause the tendon, my tendon back there, that was real sore too. Right. So good thing it was just a serious, serious strain. So they put me on injury reserve, man, and I went home. <laughs> came back home and then I always knew I wanted to teach, and I always knew I wanted to coach high school ball. I wanted to give back to where I grew up in South Florida. Mm, nice. So I, uh, so he meets uh, after the first two. You know, I'm like man, I'm be tired, man. I'm chilling in the crib. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a video. I'm not a gamer, but that was this video game that they had <laughs> back then it was called SOCOM. Okay, so I like military stuff. I'm i I'm. I'm I'm an undercover geek, to be yeah, honest yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I, I watch a lot of history channel and news, I'm into politics. Yeah. You know, I'm not just an athlete, you know right, what right I mean? Right. And I'm not no, I'm not no and I don't no like these, what head. people call dump, dumb jocks or meatheads and all that. Yeah. A lot of us brothers and a lot of people, and I definitely wanna say this, a lot so. of brothers in the NFL, man, that are smart brothers. Absolutely. You know, when you sit in that locker room and you're talking with brothers about you know investments, you know, and just just the intellect, you know, and the conversations right. that right. we have, and it's that brotherhood. That's that's the one thing I do miss about the NFL is that brotherhood, brother. camaraderie. You know, hanging out with you. like there are two of my teammates and my my guys that I played with. Cause a lot of us six playing six years in one city is a long time. Right. And you know about NFL? NFL stands yeah. for not for long. You know, not National Football League. <laughs> you know, the average career is like two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. I played nine years. Yeah, they told me. That. But then it's like when you're out of it. A lot of guys don't a lot of guys don't keep in contact. But a lot of guys that I play with, especially my defensive back guys, like my boy Anthony Henry, Dalen McCutcheon, Mike J, these guys that I especially Mike J and Dalen, these are guys that I talk to every day. If we not on the phone, 99% of the time it's through text. You know, yeah. but these are guys that I communicate with, like my boy Anthony Henry. You know, he living it up out in L.A.
1: You know, he got his, he got his
2: penthouse. <laughs> I love L.A. The, got his penthouse at the W Hotel. I love L.A. too, man. It's one of my favorite. It's like my home away from home. Right, right. You know, it just when I go out there, man, just relaxing. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. Relaxing. You got nice friends. <laughs> I got I got cousin out there. You know, so it's it, it, it's nice vibes. And then that was a place that I always wanted to go to when I was little. Right. I had this thing that I'm gonna play for the Hurricanes when I was a kid. I'm gonna play for the, <laughs> I'm gonna play in the NFL,
1: and I'm gonna go to Hollywood. <laughs> I
2: don't know what was it about Hollywood, but that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, man. So, but I just, you know, I just did that, man. And um, but I did an interview. I remember when I was at Central in 07. But after the first two months of playing SOCOM, mm-hmm. you know, playing SOCOM, you get bored. You know, people think it's all, like, oh, you got money. Oh, you ain't got to do nothing. Oh, I remember, so I'm at Central, at Central High. I started working there and, uh, and coaching there in uh, 07, like one year after I retired, mm. you know. And um, this kid was like, man, if you played, in the word got to him that I played in the NFL. I remember this kid, he says, um, if you play in the NFL. What you doing out here at Central? Right. I said. Well, oh, wow. I said this is some, this is something. He said, man. I, no, he wasn't being disrespectful, but he was oh, like, okay. man, I'd be on the beach, man, with a pina colada or something. Right, That's, right, this what right. Shorty said. <laughs> I said, man, I'm thirty. I said, now I'm 32 years old. I'm like, man, I'm 32 years old. Man, I got my whole life ahead of me.
3: Right.
2: I said, man, I said, I, I said, but I always want to, man, man, you ain't playing the league, man. What you doing out here at Central? You ain't playing. I said, I tell you what, I meet you, uh, meet me, meet me here tomorrow, and I come get you, and I show you this. I'm, I'm gonna show you something. So what I did, I did an interview in 2003. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to back up to 03. My son was born at 03, right? Okay. My birthday was on that Monday. I signed my five-year deal on that Thursday. And my son was was born that Sunday. Wow. Greatest week of my life, bro. So All that that pain
1: came (laughs) back to be good. You see what I'm saying? That's the blessings right there. Going through all that pain.
2: You know, had my birthday. Signed a five-year deal. And my son was born that Thursday,
1: man. Monday,
2: Thir- I'm sorry. Born that Sunday, Monday, my birthday, Thursday. I signed a big deal, and my son was born that Sunday. So, uh, but yeah, man. So it was just. So what, what was I saying? You, you, brought, the you yeah. brought the kid. You brought the oh, kid. Oh yeah, yes. So I brought the kid. I uh, feel those concussions I had. So <laughs> <laughs> so Documented. You know, I forget a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So I brought the kid and took him in the classroom. I put the DVD in. It was 03 because that was LeBron James' rookie year in Cleveland. Mm. You know, to speak on him real quick, man, I had the luxury of watching LeBron James play when he was in high school. Yeah. I met him backstage at a private Jay-Z concert. I met him back there. My boy Percy Ellsworth that played with me, he was like, yo, man, that's the kid. Then the homies at the barbershop, I used to get my hair braided and cut. It's barbershop called Flawless, black mm-hmm. on in the hood in, in Cleveland. I went to the hood to get my my, my yeah. hair tightened yeah, up. Yeah, you yeah. know, I went to the, the quote unquote the hood mall, Randall Park <laughs> Mall. It's torn down. Uh, you know, I'm that dude. You yeah, know what I mean? I ain't yeah. gonna be in the streets acting the fool or whatever. Right, right, but right. I'm gonna be around my people. Like yeah. you know, the zip code may have changed, but but the yeah. man from E, the young boy from it's Liberty City and Scott Project, that didn't change. And to this day, it hasn't changed. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm no I'm no better than the next man. I, I judge a man by his character. I wanted the man to judge me by my character. You know, Absolutely. so money, I can't take it with me. Mm-hmm. You better yeah. spend it. All my right. 45th birthday is gonna be real, real <laughs> <lying>. <laughs> I ain't gonna even let the cat out the bag. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Next year on my birthday, I'm yeah. gonna buy me a gift that I always wanted since Ooh. I was in the fourth grade. Wow. Uh oh going to get it. Trust Uh-oh. me. Okay. So uh, that's gonna I be my to present to me. But um, but anyways, um, but I uh, yeah, man, so I did the interview. And, I, and, and, and long story short, what I said in the interview, I said, um, they asked me what I want to do when I'm done playing football. I said, I want to go back to Miami, go back and coach in the inner city where I grew up. I didn't go to high school in my inner city. I yeah. went to North Miami. My home school was Northwestern, but I lived on the north side of the railroad tracks in Scott Projects, where, yeah. you know, between 73rd and 75th Street and 20, Northwest 22nd Avenue. Now they got lugged. Cute little townhomes over right, there. Right, right, know, right. That, right. Yeah, no, gentrified. That, that, yeah, gentrified. Yeah, gentrified it. Yeah, you know how they are. You know, you know, they moving kid people down the homestead and you know, all that crap. But anyways. Yeah. So um, but yeah, man, so that's that's what I did, man. And I um and I showed the kid the, the um the D V D of the interview and he was like, Wow, so you actually doing it? I was like, Yeah, bro. So I got my college degree. And I, I say, football, like I said, NFL stand for not for long. So yeah. I always knew what I wanted to do, man. I know that, like, the reason why Kev said he brought me on the show, you know, cause I'm an inspiration. Absolutely. And I truly believe that, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. And, and there's a reason why I'm here. You know, There's a few times that I faced that. You know, yeah. when I was eight years old, I jumped off of the Metro bus to go to school. My sister's sitting on the bus by the back door with the door open. She's sitting right there. So I get off and I'm going to walk to my school. I hop off the bus. You know, as a kid, you know, you hop off the bus yeah. and this, this guy just came, he didn't want to wait behind the bus, because it was a two-way street. Gotcha. Wow. He come flying around and I'm talking about Lyric. This microphone is like right here where the truck came and I'm right here. If I would have took one step I'd be I'd be dead right now. <sighs> you see I, I'd be I'd have been a dead kid because that dude was flying. And my sister saw it and she was screaming and crying and I was so shook up. I walked to my sister's school, <laughs> and, it, and it got it got me. Cause, dude, I was like, I done been through some. I, been, yeah. I was shot at when I was fourteen years old. My best, me and my best friend, that's that's dead, Marlon. I spent the weekend at my grandparents' house. In Miami Gardens, they called it Miami Gardens. Now it was Carrot City back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. right behind the um the library over there on those 22nd yeah. and yeah. 23rd that's Street. My mom lives. Over there, Crestview, whatever they call yeah. it over there. Yeah. My, yeah, Crestview, that's it. Yeah, my my godmother lives over there. You know, it was that was a nice plush, you mm-hmm. know, um, neighborhood back in the days. You yeah. know, all this foolishness that's going on now, yeah. you know, yeah. none of that was popping off. So I spent the weekend over there and I come back. It's a big old commotion in the hood. I found out that some cats, cats from from another hood came over there from over there by Olinda. Olinda Park. They came over there. I guess they started some crap, and the boys from my hood put them things on them. Yeah. So Marlon telling me about what happened. You know, the DJs taking Vicious V back in the days. The DJ <laughs> he used in my hood, Vicious <laughs> Funk DJ. Yeah. So he uh, they packing up the stuff now. Everything's cleared out. So I'm standing by. We standing across the street from where Marlon used to live, where his grandfather and his grandparents used to live before they moved on the other side across 22nd and the Canyons. Man, him we just posted up, just talking. Dude, three or four dudes just roll up on us. That's when those little Honda scooters was real popular yeah, yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah. This is like eighty, this eighty seven, I think. Okay. And um, and so we stand up, and to a dude hop off the scooter. I still remember it like it's day. You know, white t shirt, white sweatpants, white shoes, whatever. So he pulls out a thirty eight. He's like, "Which one of y'all ninjas um, punched me in my eye?" He ain't say ninjas, yeah, but you know what yeah, I'm saying? So, so he like, <laughs> and I'm like, looking. at him, I'm like, man, I just came over. So he got 30. You know how some cats, they want to be cool with it. Yeah. He start walking in circles with the gun, right? And so Marlon's standing to the right of me. So he turned his back, and the other dudes, they didn't get off. He got off the scooter. The other dudes, they didn't get off their scooters. It was about three or four of them. So he turns his back again. I hit Marlon on, the, on, his, on, his, yeah. on his lower thigh, on his yeah. hip or whatever. Just struck, struck out. Yeah. And all I hear, pow! And you know the big old green garbage, steel yeah. green garbage cans yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in, in the hood. I hit, I'm running and I'm low, and you go, bing, so I'm running by. So dude was actually shooting at us. They ain't like he was shooting in the yeah, air. Yeah,
3: yeah, wow.
2: That was my last time standing, Scott Projects. I told my, called my godbrother, and I told him what happened. You know, my mom, my dad, had split when I was in the seventh grade.
3: Okay.
2: And I ain't see my dad for two years. You know, that kind of bothered me, but it didn't affect my grades or whatever. That's okay. why I'm the one of the greatest fathers. On this planet gotcha. you know gotcha. because it's like no matter happen with, with me and my my woman or whatever uh you know no matter, no matter what happened with my with, with the mother of my child i'm always going to be be there so and i learned that from my pops because you know he left yeah you know i guess he was hurt you know what i mean my mom moved on or whatever and so i uh so i was going to spend the weekend at my godparents house and and then um my um I got shot at and I called my guard brother and he told my godmom and she was a teacher, she taught at Holly Miami Lakes. Mm. She was like, tell him he got two choices. <laughs> he gonna come stay with me or he going to Mamie, my mom named, it, or named yeah. Mamie, going to Mamie. That's said, it. By the time you get down there, he better mix I packed my things up, went over there to her house. I just stay at Marlon's house every, you know, I could stay at this house whenever right. I wanted. Right,
3: right.
2: But you know, I moved from over there. You know, my sister was still, they was still staying in the hood, you know, so I was over there. But then I, you know, I stayed with, for the remainder of that school year, stayed with my godmother. Then the some I went and stayed with my mom over there in North Miami, which was 128th Street, Northwest, 11th Court. i never forget that, ed- nice. that address. Yeah, man, so that's, that, that's what it was, man. So I've been through a lot, man, and it's inspiration. And, and that's what I do with these kids, man. You know, he'll tell you it's more than football. Give it to them real us. and raw. We give it to them real and raw. We ain't, we ain't MFing no kids. We not yeah. belittling no kids. We tell them about, you know what, the majority of them not going to listen. It's not that. They're gonna listen, but a lot of them not gonna let it process yeah. and stay within it. It's like going in one ear I and do, it coming out of the other. Yeah. And the sad thing, and he'll tell you, the sad thing about about it, especially coming from where we come from, mm-hmm. somebody gonna end up getting
1: killed. Mm-hmm. Going to jail.
2: Somebody we wanna go, go to go jail. Ch- and somebody's gonna end up going to jail. You know, somebody's gonna end up on dope. You know, and these are the things that you try to tell these Jets to help you let them know because, you know, I've lost, I lost, my mom and her older brother, out of five siblings, they the only two that's left. Mm. Wow. I lost, I have an auntie, man. I don't, see, I don't have no shame talking about stuff that, because hope that it, it can teach other people. Man, my auntie was on, on heroin, dude. Mm. I saw my auntie shooting up heroin in my granddad's house when I was a little boy. You know, and I mm. walked in on the bathroom and seen like, you know, I, I've seen it, mm. and for me, to see what you see growing up, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and I'm not saying just in the black community. I hate when people just try right. to, you know, just, just say it happens everywhere. Right. Yeah. You know, some of these people that are doctors and lawyers and big uh-huh. time, they sniffing cocaine, they right. shooting up yep. heroin, you know. But they don't get singled out. They only get singled singled out like that. You know, they're gonna show us in the media, you know, of, oh, course, the, of course, of course, the, the corrupt people mind, you know. And but anyway, so uh, I've seen that. But for a guy like myself, man, I, I never had a drink in my life. I drink no alcohol. I nice. never, I don't, I never smoked anything in my life. Never done any kind of drug, you know. And I was like, man, it's some Shirley Temples I drink. Man. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I look so young. The good old Shirley Temple everywhere. But yeah, man. So that's you know. that's.
0: That, I mean, that's it's it's an amazing story, man. And we thank you, you know, coming on the show and um yeah. blessing our people, blessing our listeners with your story. And it's definitely been a moment of inspiration and, and and enlightenment. You know, it's not every day you get to see you know a legend who's seen it all, done it all, and been able to. You know, go through and persevere like you have persevered. You know, a lot of people go through those different situations and they break down and they don't have that second gust, you know, mm-hmm. to pull them through. You know, and I and and I, you know, it's 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 just a great thing to see somebody and hear a story of of perseverance. You right. know what I mean? Because that's what it is. It's it. You had a dream, you focused on it, and you pursued it. You did not allow the tragedies that are gonna be and that are going to come in in just life. Right. You know, life doesn't come, you know, with roses every day. It comes with it comes with tragedies. You know, right. and that's and that's the and that's the honest truth about life. And that we want our listeners to understand, you know, we tell everybody all the time to pursue your dreams. Right. No matter yep. what it is, no matter you know. What. Don't let a situation set you back. You lost Fish. money, you've been through every situation possible that any one of our listeners could have said they're in and yet They've allowed it to pause them, right. but you did not. You did not allow it to pause you. You did not allow it to stop you. You persevered and you went through. And that's and that's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> I want everybody to make sure that not only do they listen, but they understand and they take it from you that, you know what, you've made it to where your dreams are to the fact that it became a full circle. Even the dream of coaching, you're at this level right now. Right. Exactly. You coached at high school and now you're coaching at college. And you know, and then it's gonna pursue to more because of your goal to keep on doing. And once exactly. you set a goal, you set your dreams, and you're pursuing it. It doesn't seem like anything can stop
2: you. And and, and first and foremost, I couldn't do it with, with the Almighty. Do it Absolutely. without him. Yeah. Exactly. Without my family members, all the trials and tribulations that I've been through. Exactly. But most importantly, I do it for the right reasons. Mm. You know, because I know, and it's not to knock on any. It's not to knock on anybody that I um. You know, there there are people that try to get in this game as far as coaching, and high school on the high school level, and they think I'm doing it because it's going to get me to the next level. And a lot of guys like to use a lot of these student athletes, mm-hmm. you know, to try to tell these kids where he should go to school. No, that kid should make that choice between himself and his parents. Correct. That's and it. if you don't have the parents, and if you are a true man and you're doing it from the heart and for the best interest of that child, let that child make his decision. You help him. You know, you go through the pros and cons with him and let him go. Exactly. A lot of these guys think they're going to get a college job because John Doe is so good. And then some of them would get mad at whatever university, like, oh, you can't come back here and recruit my kid because here this kid I went there and oh, you didn't give me a job. Yeah. You're not in it for the yeah. right yeah. reasons. I told myself when I got into um, coaching, you know, just like anybody else, you want to move up in, in the ranks. I told myself that in five years, I want to coach on a college level. That'll be a dream. My my that been my dream job at the time was my school, University of Miami. No, yeah. you know, you know, that was my dream job. Right. Not I want to say was, you know, I, I I would love to coach at my school. That's Absolutely. home. That's home. So but I, I'm definitely happy where I am right now. You know, my coach he's giving F.I. me the you. opportunity. It's still, to, get, I, it's still a you it's still a you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the baby you still in the three oh five. But you know, it's just that, you know, I told myself that. I set set the goal. You know what? I would go to these coach national coaches conventions. In, in in Texas, in San Antonio, Texas, in Nashville, Tennessee, you know they have one in uh, Anaheim, California, you know, and I would go to them, you know, to learn. I'm not. I know a whole lot about my exes and old. My exes and old game is 100. You know, some people, I don't some, learn a lot. Some people think, oh, he probably got this. Cause like like I was told that I got haters out there for the simple fact that people hate seeing you over that FIU right now. hmm And and but you know what? I'm not worried about them. But I was just told this last night. All right. And so now, you know, I'm over there. But I know my I know my X's and O's. You think Bush, right? Davis?
0: For the listeners, X's and O's is offense and defense, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, that's Bush, for you. Bush, <laughs> that was for you. So, Bush <laughs> Davis didn't
2: just he didn't just say, "Okay, Earl, come over here. You got a job." You know, I had to go over there and I had to get on the board. And I had to go up there and show these guys what I know. Mm. But after it all happened, Butch said, "Hey, I know, I know, I know you. But the, the defensive coordinator, you know, they he he doesn't know you. The other coaches doesn't know you. Yeah, whatever." And then I got a phone call from my, my buddy Kenny Holmes, that's out there coaching. He's D line coach, and he, like, boy, you went you went all the way in up there. You were so impressed that they were like, "Man, he gonna be a defensive coordinator at this level in two to three years once he get on."
3: Mm. Yeah,
2: you know. And so, and Butch Butch me this opportunity, but to go back. I told myself my goal was five years, and then I would go to these coaches' conventions. I'll pass my resume out, you know, I'd do all that stuff. I didn't have no experience. Mm-hmm. My experience was just was playing nine years in the league, four years at the University of Miami, three years of high school, and as a youth. So I had no coaching experience. Right. So I had one year experience that went by, two years that went by, three years that went by, Then it got to the point. I said, you know what? I see what this business is like. It ain't mm-hmm. all about what you know. It's all about who, who you know. know. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? Especially so it's all about coaching. Who you know. So. Then I started getting little opportunities at uh, you know certain certain schools you know Arkansas Arkansas State, Arkansas State yeah, yeah. you know and a couple other schools that I could have went to you know a couple friends. That was coaching out in colorado you know at these division um, two schools mm-hmm. you know naia schools but i didn't want that because i live in beautiful south florida yeah i got a the kid i got a son go into the cool. <laughs> I, yeah, you know i got a son <laughs> that's suffering. balling. That I'm, yeah. that I'm that i'm that you know he doesn't have you know he got two sisters older sisters but he needed me in his life right. these important mm-hmm. years to help raise him you know and i like coaching youth football and i love coaching high school ball and i'm home you know and um Fortunately, I've been okay, you know, with my finance, so I didn't have to go chasing a job for that, you know. So, but I did tell myself when the right opportunity comes up, I'll take it. And I, but I did say, in ten years, I'll probably be in college at a pro. You know, and I had yes. my boy Jack Del Rio, who's the head coach for the Raiders. He was trying to get me on when he was the head coach at the um, um, Jacksonville Jaguars because he was our linebacker coach in New Orleans. And He wow. always told me he was like, bro gonna be a good football player man you just continue to do what you're doing i never forget mm. i still see him telling me that right now nice. when i was when i was a rookie man you yeah. keep doing what you're doing you're gonna be a good football player you have a long career and it, and it, and it happened but you know I had, I had opportunities um now that jacksonville thing would have popped open i would have did that you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, That's I did that. right right it's so still i did clear. i did an internship with the miami dolphins you know i did that about five years ago doing OTAs. I couldn't do it during training camp because I had to coach my um you know, my high school teams. I was coaching there. But I told myself I said within ten years, you know, you see how God is good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I didn't even time. go out to this position. Bush Davis called me. All right. You know, and say, hey, man, I got a position for you. You know, this is not, that you, you know, you want it. You know, so you got to come and interview just like everybody else. You know, but right, right. they got to do the HR stuff. Of course. You know, that's, so I went and put on my custom-made LAV, custom-made <laughs> suit. You know, yeah, then well, went nice, over there, did in my interview, got on that board, took my jacket off. They started asking me questions, throwing up, throwing up sets. Not not gang-banging sets, now throwing up. Offensive formations. Offensive and, and formations. And, and I just went up there and. And I killed it, man. And nice. Butch was like, man, just your passion, you know, just the way you can see that, you know, your exes. No, he, but, put it this way. Butch Davis straight up told me, this is the guys on the truth, on everything I love. He said, you were excellent. Mm. So so you kids that out, out there that want to be a coach, learn your exes and know Learn the game. Learn your craft. But the, but the most But the best thing about this story, about that part, is I didn't go out there looking for it. Mm. You know what I mean? It came to me. And I yeah. said in 10 years, and this, this fall would have been my 10th year coaching high school football. Wow. So I did it, at the at the 12th hour, my dream became true. My, hey, and doing my second, so I had my second career, I had my, my, my NFL career, right. I had a high school career, and now I'm in my third career, I'm starting my third career right now, and this past Monday was my first day, and I'm loving every minute of it. That's awesome. I don't even wanna leave the building. You know, I'm there like from 6.30 in the morning, till I'm leaving, the first night I was there, I left at 7.33 p.m. I remember. Yesterday I left at eight eight o'clock. Today I got out there a little bit early because I told my brother I was gonna come over and do the show. Yeah, yeah, but I, but yeah. I, but I But I but I did my work. I did I did extra. So you know, it, it, boy, we got paid about an hour. <laughs> 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 but you're cashing new checks. But the good thing about the, I mean, what about this job, man? It's a lot of sacrifices go in. You know, yeah. you know, you're gonna be away from family members. You know, like man, I I can see my like. Last night was the first time that I saw him this week. You know, like oh, wow. to be kicking because I was—he was, was sleep. You know, right the tonight. Home, yeah, dude. yeah. So that's the life, life of a coach, but, man. But it's the life of a coach. But you know, people don't see all of, that. They, no, they don't see all that. They just—they just, mm-hmm. they just they, see, you, see. you guys don't see the process. Yeah, they coaching. just see the stuff right. on the on and football. On you Friday, see the final, Saturday, product, final product. Final product with Friday night, Saturday, right. Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. there's so yeah. many games nowadays. But the stuff that go into it, and I have so much respect for coaches, man. I always have, but. To be in this position for three days, for the past seventy-two hours, mm. to see the it, work and the grind that we have to go through and do it, but you know what? Process. It's so good, man.
1: When you doing Monday, what you love,
2: yeah, it's it's so good that I looked at the clock on Monday. It's a digital clock with a graduate with a graduate assistant's Thanks, um, office. Thanks, It's the it's a clock on the wall. It's a red digital, like a school, like a scoreboard. Yeah, clock, right. It said five fifty-nine, and I'm looking at it, and then it changed to six o'clock. So I asked the cats. The, my my form, my, not my form. My my, my colleagues and, and other employees, the recruiting coordinator and some of the GAs. I said, hey, yeah. I said, is it is it six o'clock? And they were like, yeah. And I'm thinking they playing around. You know, you you work in that type of environment, being yeah. football players, coaches. Yeah, you know, they, they know, always crack joke around, crack a joke. Yeah. They were like, yeah. And I'm too lazy to pull out my my, my phone out my <laughs> pocket, so I'm thinking they playing. With me. I said, nah. So my boy Jed, he looks at his watch. He said, yeah, six o'clock. And then um, I think it was um Samantha. Samantha says. Yeah, it's six it was either her or Alex. And um say, Yeah, it's six o'clock. So now I pull out my phone. It's six PM. Man, the time flew because wow. you're working, you constantly working, 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 but you doing what you love, dude. It's not yeah. work. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. You That's know, the,
2: and, and it's, it's just not like work. The, the hours go by. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, the hours go by, but man, it's like dog, this been this been one of, been one of the after going through this early part of May, what we spoke about earlier, it's yeah. one of the roughest times of the year for me. Yeah. I shut down, you know, whatever. Um, but for this to happen, like, right after that, because I lost, my cousin passed away in a car accident the other day. Mm. Oh, wow. yeah, We go, his funeral this weekend. Wow. You know, he died on the Dolphin, um, on the Dolphin um, Express. It was it was, it was on the news. He worked at Club Live. My cousin Keith, my little, young cousin Keith, four years younger than me. But, yeah, he passed away. My cousin Maurice and my cousin Kim is their, their younger brother. My, my mom, baby brother, daughters. Wow. So, uh, but, yeah, but just to go through that, and then for this just happened, you know. I was like, you know what? This is a new week. I'm getting ready to start a new, new job. It's just like when I was on the football new beginning. field. No go. matter what I was going through my personal life new on the beginning. football field, you know, you it was it was it wasn't it wasn't coming on that field. Do nah. you go to church. Yeah. But yeah. I don't go but I'm not gonna tell you that I go every weekend and you know whatever. But but you know what I do? I say my I, I say my prayers. I talk to the good man every That's day. It.
1: Okay. Every, day. Got a uh, every day Got a relationship yeah because you
0: passed through a whole lot yeah, yeah. And a yeah. whole lot so yeah. you need to get closer because you know sometimes things god take things away from us to get our attention mm-hmm. and when it get our attention the other side is easy right for mm-hmm. you to get everything else is going to be easy right. but that attention just give it to him right because it needs because if you see all your story today, it's like right. it's it's, get, it's God. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. That, it's definitely yeah.
2: that all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm a member of um, the Christ of Rock Church in Cooper City. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All the right. Christ, yeah. So been been a member of that church since 2006, and I was uh I was also I was also. Uh, Oh man, Miss Barbara Daniels. She used to cut all our hair at University of Miami. Her, her husband, <laughs> her husband she, 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 yeah, they had the barbershop. Oh, she, oh she she's cut us, boy. She used to cut oh, us right. Her and her, her husband, mm. um, Walter Daniels, Pastor Daniels passed away a couple of years ago. But uh, Bright Morning Star, I was a member of that church okay. you know, for a long time. You know, since I was in college. So mm. but, yeah, so yeah, those, all, all praises go to him. You know, like. Yeah, he, he blessed me with kids and family members, you know, and all that good stuff. That's but, good. Hey, that's all his, man. That's good. That's all his. That's good. That's awesome. Well, that's
1: we about to wrap, but um, Kev's yeah. going to drop the golden nugget for the night. Yeah, my golden nugget, man. It's perfect. It goes exactly with what Earl talking about, man. I'm sure said, it doesn't. Don't allow any setback. <laughs> 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 no, man, because I, I didn't know I didn't have to do any explanation for it, so that's why I let Earl talk first. It <clears throat> says, don't allow any setback to keep you from making a comeback. Anything is possible if you don't quit. And that's what Coach Earl's life is all about, man. He had from high school to college, catching best friend and everything that happened in the NFL with being cut. He didn't let any of those setbacks stop him from meeting his goal, even till now. Coaching, uh, I, I know his journey through high school and a lot of the BS that he put up with. And now he's I, right not, with- Not while I was <laughs> playing. <laughs> not while I was playing, while he was coaching high school football. Yeah. And now he's where he's where his goal was exactly 10 years to that day. So just don't give up. Stay focused on your goal and don't quit, man. And you'll make it there.
0: Absolutely. Can I say something before we Absolutely. get off to there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close I this want out. to give
2: a shout out to Mr. Holcomb. That was one of my coaches when I was a little boy. Um, Joe Toscano, my coach at um, at PPO. Um, Larry Ball, my first head coach at um, North Miami Senior High, and all mm. assistant coaches there. Um, Jerry Latito, who was my head football coach my junior senior year. He passed away. God bless him. So, mm. Coach Clorez, who's my defensive coordinator. Chuck Pagano, who's the head coach who beat cancer for the Indianapolis coach. He coached, wow. Me, wow. coached me at University of Miami my junior senior mm. year and, and uh, my four, last four years in Cleveland. Todd Bowles, who's the head coach for the New York Jets right now. You know, I can go on and on. Mike Dicker that gave me that shot in, in New Orleans. And every coach that, that, that's that been involved in my life, but especially the guys in my adolescent years. Mm. Those are the mm. guys, you know, and, 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 and Bush Davis as well, you know, for these guys that, 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 were, that were very, very important people outside of my family. You know, my mom and my dad, besides the good Lord,
1: because I, I was raised by my pops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. raised
2: by my pops, you know, besides him and you because know, there are other people outside of his family. But these are men, you know, you know, especially women in my life, you know, you know, my mom, Jesse, um, uh, Barbara Daniels, Charlie May Postel, you know, that, that's so many people I can go. I just that's why I don't like calling names because yeah. I don't wanna, you know, miss Forget anybody. anybody you know. Yeah. But those men that that helped me as 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 coaches in you know my brothers you know my sisters who have been there for me uh just the OG cats in the neighborhood that the ones that were just not in it for oh he make it just that genuine love man yeah. but those coaches you know in every last one of those coaches I named one of them is black mm. Mm. the other guys were Italian white guys you know but i had special brothers coach hokem was black but you know you know anybody that know me I'm not on that racist tip. Mm, not you know, at all. You know, I know the struggles that we've been through as far as a race and still going through and all the bull crap, but I'm not on that. You know what I mean? I'm definitely not on it. End, but, but I'm not ignorant as well. You know, my mom, my dad grew up in the 60s like all our parents there and educated me on the segregation and stuff, and I, I went, I had to go to Tennessee over almost a month and a half ago, and... Yeah, went by the um, Civil Rights Museum. You know, anybody that knows me knows yeah. I'm real big. I'm, I'm a, like I told you, I'm an undercover nerd, man. But I just wanted to give those guys a special shout out, man. So because I've never done it, like I did it here on this show. Probably. Nice, hey, man. Will
1: Kings, first shout out by E lip Kings, you heard
0: it first here. Oh yeah, Kings for life, baby.
1: You know what I mean, on the show. F I U Panthers, F I U baby. <laughs>